Welcome back aboard to Dillman Stalin for our ninth episode of the show. I'm Luke, he, him, sometimes they, them, and I'm joined by my first mate. Oh, first mate is it now? I remember we had a discussion like we didn't know what was... Yeah, no, there's uh, the other, the boatswain, who is a very important role, but doesn't have the authority of the first mate. Oh, I like I like the idea of a first mate. I get like not that much responsibility, but like so much title. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Okay. Hi, I'm Janine. Um, she they. And uh, we are joined because we have a new arc starting by our guest for this week. Would you like to introduce yourself? No, but I'll do it anyway. Hey, everybody. I'm Jeff, uh, aka the other Jeff on Twitter. And um, I exist kind of as a foil to Luke. You really do. Uh, people like when I have foils because they look to see me fail and I deserve it. But really, all I do is I draw out your strengths and I make them more apparent to the viewers. Mm-hmm. You are the stone that my blade is sharpened against. That's the kindest thing anyone's ever said to me. Do y'all want to get a room or something? I mean, there's a Denny's nearby. We could just go to Denny's. Maybe they have the Han Solo glasses. Oh, the ones that kill you? Uh-huh. I should also say, please forgive me for not mentioning it earlier, I use he, he him pronouns. Mm-hmm. We won't kill you for that. Uh, so, Jeff, uh, what I mean, your... it's Pride Month. It's like kind of a. You have to specify if you are or not going to kill somebody because it's kind of kill on sight right now. Yeah, Pride was a riot and it continues to be. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to address that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I love it. I love when that happens. As the token straight. Uh, <laughs> old like, man old straight man i don't want to just like here's the thing right like this will be cut from the episode right eh, it depends could be a good bit I, I look i exist as an ally but i don't want to say it because everyone that says it is an asshole mm-hmm. yeah no i mean the problem is when you try and draw attention to it instead of just Exactly. Like, deeds, not words. It's the Megaforce principle of queer allyship. Mm -hmm. You put $20 to $50 into your queer friend's Venmo or PayPal or whatever they use, and that's that's what they need. That's what I need, Jeff. The problem is, like, I'm the only straight person I know and associate with regularly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have to budget. (laughs) Fair. We'll talk later. <laughs> so, Jeff, what is your experience with The Simpsons? Well, I watched every episode of it when it was good during my childhood. So, like the Tracy Ullman shorts and then you got out? <laughs> I think I stayed with it through about season 13 or 14 before I kind of stopped caring. Um, 
would occasionally tune into it after that point if I was doing nothing else on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And I go around season 17 or 18, I was like, this is actively bad. Mm-hmm. And what is your experience with One Piece? None. None piece. So, yeah, we brought you in for a weird, a weird moment. Uh, Here's a question, though, because you are a knowledgeable Star Wars fan. Hondo Onaka. I appreciate your restraint. (laughs) uh, Hondo Onaka. Could he hang with Luffy? Absolutely. Hondo Onaka is... Like, obviously, he's the captain of a rival pirate crew. Mm-hmm. He's going to try to, like, kill or screw over the Straw Hats multiple times. But eventually, because it is Hondo's want, he will become a friend. Eventually, we will get to the Hondo Onaka of One Piece, who I have been told that, no, Luke, you were actively wrong for saying this character is the Hondo Onaka of One Piece. But we'll get there when we get there. Did you ask me to be on the show only to set up the Hondo Onaka thing? No. Uh, that was It's literally... okay if the answer is yes. No, earlier today I was just like, I need to ask Jeff our standard Jeff que- our standard guest question. And uh And was he was like, wondering how he could be able to get Hondo Onaka inside of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's oh, easy with me. You always got a Hondo Onaka. Uh Jeff, <laughs> do you watch sub or dub? I watch the dub because I'm a Philistine. No, I mean, I watch the dub too because I typically watch while I work. Oh, I thought better of you, and I bet that you um, had watched the sub. You know, for a lot of shows I will, but again, I watched this while I was multitasking, Mm -hmm. and so I just wanted to make it easier on myself. Which is completely fair. This is a show that we do for fun and for goofs and for bits. Speaking of goofs, I had a... No! Last episode, uh, we didn't put Sam on the list because once again, the One Piece wiki has failed me. Uh, So we'll be ranking Sam here, which is ironic because he actually has a full-on called-out appearance. And we'll kind of go into his weirdness, but this week we're going to be discussing episodes 46 through 53 of One Piece, or, but we also have an episode where during the runtime of August 23rd through October 25th in the year 2000, uh, there were Simpsons episodes. Uh, there was Treehouse of Horror 11, which had the Homer ghost dad, the weird Hansel and Gretel, and then a, a section of story that I always think comes earlier because it's actually very good, which is the dolphin attack. I can't remember that one. I was trying so hard. Uh, there's uh, also a tale of two Springfields where they break up over the new area code and Homer becomes the mayor. Insane Clown Poppy, which is one that is a late era of oh simpsons is bad or an early era of simpsons was bad bit that everyone remembers because this is where uh johnny tight lips comes from uh lisa the tree hugger where lisa tries to protect a tree homer versus dignity where homer becomes uh burns his prank monkey the computer war 
Minus Shoes that has the Long Prisoner parody, The Great Money Caper, where Homer and Bart start running grifts, Skinner's Sense of Snow, which is the one where they all get snowed in, and Home R, where Homer removes a crayon in his brain and he gets smart, but he's unhappy. Y'all got any other memories for those? This is, uh, this is the Trios of Horror with the Monsters intro, which is great because nearly everybody dies and then there's a random usual suspects riff sure but other than that like this is a run of episodes that is like a harbinger right because like this is where you really there are a lot of episodes in this block where like things just stop Mm -hmm. (laughs) or it's kind of like the it goes too far weirdly like, I feel like every one of these episodes, if I were to go, like, read an oral history of The Simpsons, someone would be like, yeah, we kind of got bored or gave up during the making of every one of these. Fair. Uh, so, some new characters who we have access to include St. Peter, the band The Who, Tom Wolfe, Stephen King, Tom Clancy, The Noid, Veronica Lodge, Diablo, Nibbles, and the Christmas Hobgoblin. Also Bill Pullman, R.I.P. Morning till I join you. Mm-hmm. Shout out to a real one. Uh, but yeah, the One Piece episodes that we are covering this week are Following the Straw Hat. Little Buggy's Big Adventure. You've been waiting for it. The return of Captain Buggy. The town of the beginning and the end. Arrival at Logtown. Sendai Katetsu and Yubashiri, Zoro's new swords and the female Master Chief Petty Officer. Usopp versus Daddy the Father, showdown at high noon. A burning culinary battle? Sanji versus the gorgeous chef. Buggy's Revenge! The man who smiles at the execution platform. The legend has begun. Head to the Grand Line. Yeah, so, Jeff, you went in very blind, and, uh... To add some context that you were lacking, uh, in the One Piece manga, they will do stories uh, told over the chapter covers which is a way to like show things that might not ever become relevant to the series. And sometimes mm-hmm. they get adapted. Initially they did. Uh, and then they just stopped at a point um, for unknown reasons, which is wild because they also have a lot of fans complaining that it's like, you waste a lot of time on non-canon episodes and arcs. And that's what we'll be dealing with next week. But yeah, uh, Buggy's story was initially told over like a series of 20 single panel images, <laughs> which uh, you and it not knowing who Buggy is. and That's correct. What was that like for you? My main imp- uh, impression of uh, Captain Buggy is that um, his English dubbed voice actor is like, what if Megatron and Starscream were the same person? <laughs> wow. wow. 
I thought that he was like just a little guy mm-hmm. for most of these two episodes where he's like the main the the a plot mm-hmm. so I was stunned when I found out that his torso was just like hanging out without him, yeah. Oh, one yeah, no, one piece is wild. Uh his voice actor, you you watched Dragon Ball, right? Jeff. A little. You know Master Roshi? Yes. Same voice actor. Ah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am I'm a Toonami child. <laughs> I figured. Uh yeah, it's it's wild. Uh, also, importantly spelled out in the One Piece canon, unlike the coward Stanley R.I.P., uh, Buggy's cock can also detach from his body and just fly around on its own. Well, I was thinking once, what a great story for a comic book it would be. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm not going to have Stanley take credit for anything there oh yeah no no i i just find it funny that uh pretty much uh ichiro oda the writer and creator of the series uh will just do question segments and that was like one of the first things that was asked and he's like of yes of course it does tell us about the clown <laughs> cock <laughs> uh yeah so uh basically this is a episode that's a series of misadventures while Buggy's torso is missing. He almost gets eaten by a bird, but he tastes really bad. He runs into Gaimon from a previous episode, and they get drunk together. Uh, Which the, episode, Luke? The one where play they... The, play, play the thing. Just play the music. What? You have the button. This one? Oh my god, no. Oh, oh! Sorry. It's it's nine o'clock on a Friday. The regular crowd shuffles. <laughs> you argued so much that Gaimon should be. Thurgood. So mm-hmm. hard. Yes, Thurgood Stubbs is our Gaimon. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, while uh, Buggy is leaving the island, he gets attacked by a giant crab and is saved by a mysterious woman. Meanwhile, his crew set off, held a memorial for the parts of his body they had. Uh, His commanders have a fight over who gets to be the new captain, and Richie the Lion ends up winning. Uh, But then they get captured by a cannibal tribe, and Buggy ends up saving them all, reuniting the crew. Can I pause here really quick? Mm Mm-hmm. Again, going into this cold and not having any familiarity with these characters, there's a bit in this this section here where Richie the Lion has a dream sequence about yes. becoming like a pirate king. Uh-huh. And it's like the sickest shit. He kills a dragon. <laughs> yeah. He's like a giant lion man wearing like this awesome like pirate frock coat. It rules. Mm-hmm. That's all I had to add. Oh, yeah. No, like the... It's like 30 seconds. I can't... There's not much more to it. No, the pirate dream segment is like one of those things that was on the cover. Like, it's just him knocking out the other two. And, uh... 
yeah, it's it's a wild time. Like when you have to put in filler for these filler episodes <laughs> and wow. kind of like work in between. Uh you get some stuff. I mean, you get Buggy saying that he loves like two things and it's hard to tell if he says he loves boobs or booze. And I'm pretty sure it says booze. I thought it was booze, yeah. Yeah. But I I did pause and like go back 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. So the ah uh, Jenny, did you have any commentary on this? I thought it was very adorable for a man that we were supposed to be so afraid of, like just episodes earlier. Oh, yeah, no, that's completely true. Uh Buggy is uh one of Oda's favorite characters. And it kind of like shows He's just like, yeah, no, do weird shit with this guy. Hey, folks, this is Luke. Just trying to clarify something that happens in the next segment. We recorded very late at the end of a long week, and I mix up Kuina and Tashigi. So when I say Kuina, I meant Tashigi, and when I said Tashigi, I meant Kuina. Kuina is Zoro's friend who he grew up with who died, and Tashigi is the military officer who looks just like her. So I want to clarify that because I really fuck it up. So the party ends up landing in Logetown where Gold Roger was born and later executed and they split up. And Captain Smoker finds out that Monkey D. Luffy is on the way, plans to catch him, but specifically doesn't see the poster. So when Luffy asks him for directions to find out where the execution spot is, Smoker gives them. And then Luffy just has a horrible sense of direction, wanders into a pirate bar. Meanwhile, Zoro meets Kuina, a clumsy member of the Marines who looks like Tashigi, his friend growing up who died, or in the four kids version, which made this so much worse, had a disease and then just stopped showing up. What? Yeah. Uh, Zoro accidentally breaks her glasses. And, uh, well, in the bar, Luffy meets Raul, a bartender who talks to him about Gold Roger and sees a same spark. Uh, Smoker almost finds Luffy in there, but just misses out once again. And then that is where he sees Luffy's wanted poster and knows that, oh, that's Luffy who I need to catch, and I know where he'll be. Uh, so Luffy is climbing the execution platform, like you do. Uh, Smoker finds him, challenges him to a fight, but instead Luffy is just kind of fucking around and they needed to draw out the episode a bit more. Uh, so he gets launched into the sky across the town. Meanwhile, Zoro is forced to clean the Navy base by Tashigi to, to pay her back for her glasses and uses his three swords fighting technique to do it. And it's great. And then also he just beats up some guards and I guess gives leaves their money behind to pay for their glasses yeah i was I, I was really unclear about that like i don't know where he got money from but i mean it would be great if it was like oh yeah i robbed your subordinates here's their money so zoro wanders into a sword shop and the owner tries to cheat him out of his sword that's when tashigi comes in Picking up her own sword and reveals that Zoro's sword that he got from the school 
uh, is a legendary quality blade. Zoro then tries to find cheap swords because he always has to have three of them. Finds a legendary cursed blade, tests it, and is like, yeah, I can take this very cursed blade. And then the shopkeeper, amazed at his skill, gives him the best sword that he has for free. Meanwhile, the buggy pirates are looking for Luffy across the town and keep barely missing each other. Guina, meanwhile, meets up with Smokey and Daddy Masterson, a former marine sniper turned bounty hunter, drops off some bounties. Usopp, meanwhile, is trying to find some goggles for his sniping as part of the shopping that he's doing, but he ends up losing out to those goggles to a young girl named Carol who buys them. And he's like, hey, I've got this 30 million berry bounty, so you should give me that. And she's like, oh, my dad's a bounty hunter. My dad is Daddy Masterson, which... What a fucking wild and great name. I appreciate the part in the episode where the Marines just all call him Daddy the Father. Mm-hmm. Which implies to me that like his birth name is Daddy Masterson. And he's known just specifically for being a father, despite the right. fact that he is also a sniper, also a bounty hunter. Like, no, we already have Daddy the Bounty Hunter. We already have Daddy the Sniper. Also, just a huge dude who's carrying around 30 handguns all the time. Well, and it's even wilder because if you're basing the names on the Japanese names, which is typically how this is done, his name would technically in English be Masterson Daddy. It, it's very wild because, uh, yeah, he, he just looks like a standard cowboy. Anyways, we find out that Yasop Usopp's dad beat Daddy in a battle that spared his life when he found out that he had a daughter. And Usopp realizes that Daddy told him this story because he tried to get out of a duel. And so he decides to be brave and is given a difficult shot to hit or else he would be killed. And he takes the shot and hits it and Daddy tells Usopp to go find his dad and Carol gives him the goggles that he wants. Meanwhile, a chef named Carmen and her two apprentices, Leo and Jose, challenge Sanji to a cooking contest, but he turns her down. Uh, Sanji goes to buy fish and sees a fresh uh, elephant bluefin tuna, a fish that he always wanted to cook, but they won't sell it to him because it's a prize and cooking contest, so he enters it. It's a contest that Carmen challenged him to, and he wins, and Carmen weirdly forfeits. Like, that whole arc is weird. Like, what's like they're, the they're about to call it for, like, they start to say Sanji's name. Mm-hmm. And she's like, enough! But, like, can I be real for a second? Yeah. Carmen's, whose food would you rather have eaten there? And, like, Sanji's dish looks great. It's like a filet mignon mm-hmm. with some palm frites and a little fish cake. There's like some fried kippers. There's a soup, like a ceviche maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like something else there as well. It's a good spread. I it, Like good comfort food. Probably very tasty. Sanji, great cook. Carmen went all out. There's like an, a whole king crab. 
There's just like meticulously crafted sushi rolls. I don't know. I I did not look at those dishes and go like, oh, Sanjay absolutely is the winner here. Yeah. No, I I can see that. I mean, normally with like anime food, it's kind of infamous for being like, you want to eat that here. You know, it's all kind of rendered the same way. Like the only thing that they gave was like Carmen spending a lot of time trying to distract people and doing fancy tricks while Sanji knows the fundamentals. I will say like, there's a there's a, a shot of Sanji whisking eggs. Primo technique. Also, what the hell is up with Carmen's backstory? Oh yeah, where she just lies and has no concept of time. And also, men wouldn't allow her into the kitchen, and so she was jealous of Sanji for being allowed into the kitchen. I like that's that's fine. That's a good motivation, but I think like. The part where it kind of sucks is like, and I'm still not good enough. Yeah, it it's filler as hell. Like in the manga, or Sanji is just like, oh hey, look, it's all these fish coming from all the different seas, and they're really fresh. That's great. I'm going to buy these fish. That story in the Daddy Masterson story is 100% filler. So, like, going forward over the next, like, 950 episodes of the show, finding a mythical sea with fish from every part of the planet is not going to be, like, the driving storyline of One Piece? Oh, no, that is Sanji's still driving storyline. Until you get into the stuff with his uh, backstory, which is wild, and I say things, but it's... Hundreds of episodes off, and it would be major spoilers that Janine, I don't think you would believe. Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of things you could tell me will, that will happen in the next episode that I would have a hard time believing. I mean, the next ep- uh, I mean, the next arc is just like, oh, here's a magical dragon named Grandpa. We need to help Grandpa get home. See what the fuck. <laughs> all right uh a loose wind brings luffy's hat and luffy back to the execution platform where buggy and smoker are headed uh alvita reintroduces herself and luffy doesn't remember her but she ate the slim slim fruit which made her very thin and slippery and it's like sure uh buggy's uh pirate crew appears and starts to cause a panic Luffy gets trapped on the execution platform, and Buggy prepares to execute him as a storm is rolling in rapidly, uh, and the Straw Hat crew hears all of this. Nami realizes they also need to go and protect the Going Merry, which is where Moji and Richie the Lion are waiting to destroy the ship. Smoker decides to hold off and wait and see what Buggy is going to do, and when Buggy raises his sword to decapitate Luffy, who declares that he is still going to be King of the Pirates, uh, Sanji and Zoro show up. Kuina finally realizes who Zoro is. Uh, the duo rush to save their captain, and when Buggy moves to chop off Luffy's head, Luffy smiles, lightning strikes, and the sword and the platform are destroyed, freeing Luffy. Smoker goes in into chaos with the Marines who try and capture everyone. Uh, most of the Buggy pirates get captured despite Buggy's new ability, which is turning into a car. 
which is great. And uh, Nami and Usopp find Moji and Richie trying to burn the ship down, but it's raining. And then the Marines show up. So uh, back in the fight, uh, Tashigi tries to fight Zoro. He easily defeats her, spares her life, and she calls him out for it as some sexist bullshit, which she's not wrong. Uh, Smoker confronts Luffy, and Nami sets sail with Usopp. Luffy is unable to escape Smoker, can't even land a punch without any actual impact, and that is when a mysterious figure named Dragon stops Smoker. A massive gale rushes into the town. Luffy gathers up the rest of his crew onto the ship, and they head off towards the Grand Line. Smoker decides to follow Luffy along with Tashiki, and Buggy's crew, who also escaped in the wind, similarly heads off to the Grand Line. It's a bunch of stuff! So, Jeff, any other comments on the story? This is wild. And, I mean, you understand what Luffy's deal is, right? He wants to be the king of the pirates, and he ate a magic fruit that gives him stretchy powers. I mean, you might also say, His name is Luffy. That's Monkey D. Luffy. Luffy. The king of the pirates. He's made a rubble. How did that happen? Yo-ho-ho, he took a bite of gum gum. I promise you I will never say that. <laughs> I understand that. You are taking the coward's path, and I respect you for it, Jeff. I do have to say I stand to Shigi quite hard because I'm here for anyone who gets pissed off that someone didn't murder them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Toshigi is very good. Uh, but now we got our characters to match, and we have 25 of them to get through. And we also have our first listener-slash-Twitter suggestions for our first character, which would be Hanger. And uh, let's go over people's Twitter suggestions, because I, I feel like I made a confusing tweet when I said that it was a very important character. Hanger's not important. Like, Hanger shows up for three seconds, if that. But what if? Mm -hmm. What if Hanger is an important character? Mm -hmm. Because what is Hanger if not a rejection of the, uh, the rude shopkeeper in Pretty Woman? Nami comes in she treats Hanger like garbage, to pays for nothing, treats her with kindness and respect the entire time. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand, as do we all, that the customer is always right is a phrase that has been bastardized by years and years of misuse. However, great customer service. The fans suggested either the yes guy or John. John Waters' character. Uh, Jeff, who was your suggestions for Hanger? I didn't know I had homework. Uh, (laughs) Did you not have suggestions for the characters? 
I didn't know it was every character. There's 25 characters. Yes. That's... Also, as a note to the re- to the listener, uh-huh. the reader, God, as a note to the listener, as soon as Luke asked me to be on the show, I gave up on attempting to listen to the show, so I know very little about the format. <laughs> okay. I'm Luke's foil. <laughs> so you can, you can just uh... say no. Or none. I like John Waters. He has a very John Waters vibe. All right. Janine, what are you? What do you have for Hanger? I have the House of Evil Shopkeeper. Uh, Is that the Frogurt guy? Yes, the Frogurt guy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And only House of Evil Shopkeeper? Yes. Because I didn't quite disagree with the idea of the yes guy. I mean, like, I I feel like the yes guy could be something that we could throw inside of of the race. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to back that. And I, I know you're a bit hesitant to release him. I know how much the character means to you, and I respect that. But... I mean, I'd also say that with the Yes Guy, there's actually four different variations, not counting the canonical variation of him from Uruguay. They gave him a backstory? Oh, no, there's just one who specifically lives in a different country and replies in Portuguese, I believe. Oh, okay. I can't wait to have to correct myself on that next episode. Uh, all right. Well, you I set have... yourself up for your domains now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had three suggestions. One of them was the owner of the vast waistband. One of them was Armando, the barber at Perm Bank, and the last was the Royal Majesty salesman, who is the salesman who uh, Homer goes to get a suit from. Uh, in Simpson and Delilah, where he gets hair. We're all just playing rare, rare cuts here. Except for Yes Guy and John. Which I oh, I feel like ahead. let's go ahead and burn our listeners with that. No more obscure Simpsons characters, people who actually take the time to listen to us. Or I follow mean, us on Twitter at least. Janine, yes, you know that only by like seeing how seriously I took this did you strive to get better. And you have vastly improved on your suggestions. Wow, okay. No, that is not minted as a backhanded compliment. It is a true compliment that you have grown in your abilities since episode one. I look forward to seeing what you have as suggestions. Are you, I'm sorry. Are you, you Miyagiing me with podcasts? <laughs> wax on, wax off. But yeah, I think House of Shopkeeper or House of Evil Shopkeeper is probably a bit too much of a character to burn on Hanger. Like, too Hanger. Too much of a character. 
Yeah, like, like he has a certain the, vibe. The only, the only thing that makes me kind of like feel um, a little bit hopeful after you say that is maybe there's going to be somebody who's going to be weird and selling cursed items exactly like that one character. But... Yes. I mean, literally, in this episode, we talked about a guy who sells Zoro a cursed sword. Okay, point taken. <laughs> you win this one, Luke. We both win. Again, wins. <laughs> Jeff, what did you think of our choices then? Like what where where do you what do you what are you backing? Oh, this is tough. Because I do think the House of Evil shopkeeper is a better fit later in this list. Uh, so I think I gotta lean Luke on this one. I'm sorry, Janine. All right. It was a clean vote. I'm gonna respect the results. Luke, uh, what was your number one on that one? Uh, I believe that would be Vast Wasteband owner. Uh, up next, we have Ed, a guy who sells, or a guy who lies about a lot of items that he is trying to sell to Usopp. I'll go first with uh, the three that I had here, because, you know what? I am also open to being lambasted. Uh, up first, I had Orville Redenbacher. Orville Redenbacher vibe from Ed. Uh, I also had the cable guy uh, who tries to hook up Ned Flanders and then actually hooks up Homer with free cable. And then I also had from that same episode Hezron, Carver of Graven Images. Who's a bit of a Linny variant. Janine, who do you have? Uh, oh, I was thinking about burning uh, Lyle Landley. Just just the, the visual appeal of it, just the look of it. Like uh -huh. to be honest, like I was half thinking about like um the cover art possibilities for it. I mean are 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 you thinking that Ed would make it to the cover for this one? If we chose Lyle Landley, very likely. I mean I know it's the Uter pile. But, like, Lyle Lanley is a character who people have feelings for. Oh, my God. That's true. <laughs> Jeff, are you... Do you want to admit something? I've got a, a non-traditional choice. Let oh, me throw okay. this out. <laughs> what do we know about Ed? He is an obsequious shopkeeper, and he runs a store that only services a very very exclusive clientele. Mm -hmm. This man is Ned Flanders. <laughs> huh. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking this is a ridiculous waste of Ned Flanders. And you're right. However, <laughs> perhaps we're both right. <laughs> what is Love Love Pirates which a wiki has told me is the name of this store, if not the Leftorium. 
<laughs> that is a very strong argument. <laughs> oh. I like that I put in a star system this year or this episode for like how important characters would be. And I also have to admit that I thought the star system was how cool the characters were. (laughs) (laughs) Because the only two that are five stars are Smoker and Tashigi, and both of them rule. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't think that Ed rules, or you think that I don't think that Ed rules? I think that we agree that Ed doesn't rule. (laughs) I have notes about some other folks, but Ed, spot on. All right. I feel like in terms of grifters, there is a better future for Lyle Landley and definitely a better fit for Ned Flanders. All right. I would go I would go with Cable Guy though. Jeff, are you willing to condone Cable Guy? Yeah. All right, all right. I appreciate that. Uh, up next, we have Smoker, who I feel like everyone should have strong opinions on. Janine, who are you feeling for Smoker? Bender. Bending Rodriguez. He is not from Eardon Simpson at this point. What? I thought he had him in, like, the other one. In the future episode? No, because there I is... he had a cameo work. already. No. Oh, yes, there is. Yes. Yep, because he shows up on the Fox uh, PBS donation style panel. Yes. Mm-hmm. And do you only have Bender? Um, the second thing I have written down here is, what's keeping me from blowing Homer? <laughs> His blue pants. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeff. Uh, who did you have for Smoker? So, go on a journey with me. Uh-huh. Gray hair, blue pants, aficionado of cigars, physically big, but not let go. This is Fit Fat Tony. Fit Fat Tony is not premiered yet at this point, Jeff. You keep giving me these rules that I should have known about if I cared more. <laughs> that's like playing any role-playing game with luke yes (laughs) you know that i am very lawful good i love rules especially pointless ones season 22 yeah (sighs) that's too far away come on sorry jeff we wanted to use uh, Johnny Tightlips last episode, and we couldn't. I mean, we can now. It's mm-hmm. premiered. Yes, we finally have access to sweet, sweet Johnny Tightlips. That's a, that's a good compromise choice. Are you, are you putting that in as your backup? Yes. Oh, uh, as a fun fact, in the four kids version, they had to digitally remove Smoker's cigars. 
and instead he was named Chaser. Wow. As uh, a trans woman, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's great because, you know, the guy's just always sitting in smoky rooms and he has things that look like cigars on him. But aren't those are imperial code cylinders. <laughs> Many Bothans died. He oh, just likes having two that. kazoos in his mouth at all times, just to say hi. <laughs> I mean, Sanji, they just replaced his cigar with a lollipop. Uh, all right, so I have three suggestions for Smoker. One of them I don't quite remember. Uh, the first one is Dan Brodka, the mall cop who stops Bart from stealing Bonestorm. And who is a similarly relentless figure with a care for justice. Up next, I have McBain. Specifically, not the movie actor Rainier Wolfcastle, but McBain, the action hero. Similarly, very big. And then the last I have Smoker, and I'm not finding what uh, character I wanted to buy, because apparently Simpsons did an episode about smoked pork that guest starred Alton Brown. Weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, here it is. Oh, the smoker was the guy from uh, Homer Palooza who just has like 80 cigarettes in his mouth at the same time. <laughs> wow. Um, so, consulting some source material here, I've discovered that Don Brodka is a Marine Corps veteran, and that seems like it tips the scale. Also, much less humorous than I think McBain is. Smoker doesn't make puns. But the McBain would be such a better cover art. I can go either way. Hmm. I appreciate Janine's commitment to aesthetics. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just afraid. Personally, personally for me, I'm afraid that we're never gonna find a little home for Bender. There's robots later in the series. In the pirate show. Yes. There's robots. Mm -hmm. There's a thousand episodes. <laughs> Yeah, no, there is literally a series of cover chapters where a guy goes to the moon and meets up with a bunch of aliens. What the fuck is this show? Uh-huh. <sighs> okay, so... I feel like... I feel like Brodka's got more of the aesthetic even though he is... Definitely much less fit than the McBain. All right, hit it with the Brodka. All right. Let's all take a shot of Brodka as our smoker. We then have Mashikaku, who, recurring bit character, is a photographer and also just handles, like, various information for smoker and that Navy branch. Uh, for him, I have... 
police photographer or Don Mattingly because slide burns. <laughs> Janine, who do you have for Mashikaku? I had. Huh. Okay. Full disclosure. Mm-hmm. I might have been relaxing a little bit with certain substances when I wrote down these two choices, and I remember why. I was like, I don't know what this character is going to be like in the future. So I was like, I have to prepare something for if this person is going to be really cool or really a square. Mm-hmm. So for really cool, I was just like, let's just throw down Auto Man right now as a placeholder that I never p- picked up. And then through that in the wiki page, I was like, oh, look, Admiral Man. His father is looks like kind of a hard ass. And look at that. In the Navy. And the trivia on this guy was he's called Navy A inside the dub. It kind of seemed to fit. There. I um, also got an auto vibe from this from this dude. Like affable, not useful. Likely to just like start surfing in the middle of any situation. Mm-hmm. Easily beaten by Zoro. I'm you know what? I, I feel like I've been running this too much, so if both of y'all want to go with Auto Man, I'm willing to burn Auto Man here. Nice. Uh, we then have you, who is a tiny girl who spills her ice, or or her ice cream is eaten all up by Smoker's silly pants. <sighs> Which I had to go and like look at the sub and see is this what they say in Japan? And yes, I am sorry, little girl. By silly pants, ate all your ice cream. Yeah, it's adorable. He's actively like smoking two cigars like right at her. He's just like, whoopsie doodle, silly pants. I appreciate here that Smoker gives her money to buy twice as much ice cream as she spills. Mm -hmm. Really, he's just planning to feed his silly pants once again. (laughs) Uh... So, Jeff, who do you have? Do you have anyone for you? Of course not. The cowards rat, I appreciate it. Janine. I know who I am. <laughs> okay. I have one. Mm-hmm. But I'm so passionate about this. Okay. Give me that passion. All right. It's the little girl that is in Uncle Mo's when Mo tried to make it a family restaurant who said, that her sodi was too cold and her teeth hurt. <laughs> you know, I I feel like that is a good one. Uh, I live for these moments. You know, I, I love to be impressed. I am quickly seeing if they have a... An actual name? Yes. Because 
It's Simpsons. It's weird where they do have a name or where they don't have a name. You know, we all just have to vamp for time sometimes as we are scrolling down the page trying to find out if there is a name. Okay, yep. That would be Samantha Stanky lookalike. Okay. I did notice how it was like very similar because I do believe we did use Samantha Stanky before. Uh, yes, I believe we did. Uh, she is our Kaya. Ah, that's a good pick for that one. Mm-hmm. Because she could murder Mary. Uh, the two that I had for this was just, I didn't have a good idea. So I had Mackie Simpson, but then I also had poor Violet. I really like the Samantha Stanky, Samantha Stanky lookalike. I concur. This no comment. This is the one victory that I'm going to hold like throughout the everything else. Like, like my partner's going to be like, oh, how'd it go? And I was like, oh, I was, I was only like definitely able to get one suggestion like firmly in, but it was like the only thing. And I'll just say, oh, it went well, honey. It went really well. I'll tell Abby and she'll say, that's not hockey. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll say, well, yeah, hockey doesn't come in until later in One Piece. Both the homophone and also the actual sport. Uh, up next, we have... Up next, we have Galley, who, uh, fun fact, was one of the villains in one of the original Domance Dongs, which were, like, the pilots for One Piece. Uh... For Galley, I had the sugar thief, the sort of British man who uh, sneaks up behind Homer's sugar the brief second he turns his back. Who do you have, Janine? Uh, I actually wasn't able to get this one filled in time, but um, I'm just kind of... Uh, floored by that reference because like it's just there's a lot of things that we don't remember until like the exact moment we're recording this but the show oh I wouldn't have remembered it had I not I, I'm actively involved in two different Simpsons Facebook groups and it helped I was I mean I was I was working on this with the uh with the wiki and I saw so much stuff that I was like pretty intimidated and I was like I don't know if this character's previous importance is important to this or if it's like something that I'll never see this character ever again. Oh, it's so we see a canonical appearance of him like hundreds of episodes later. But yeah, this He's pretty inconsequential here. Uh, so you didn't have anything for Galley? I did not. And I assume, Jeff, you did not have anything for this strange pirate man. Have y'all burned the canonical appearance of Blackbeard the pirate yet? Uh, Blackbeard. No. Blackbeard. Mm -hmm. Oh, now we're like just like searching really fast 
Yeah, absolutely. That's what oh, I'm doing. yeah, yep. Uh, he was on the Jury of the Damned. He was uh, in the Devil and Homer Simpson. You know what? We I'm going to use him. Yeah, Jeff, you did good here. Thank you. And I can't wait for Janine in like four, no, five episodes or so to say, wait, Lou, didn't we burn Black Fear? And then I'll say, yes, we did. Because I am planning on using a Trump card in the future for something. Luke, you're um, history's greatest villain. Oh, yeah. Everything is according to Kakaku. Kakaku means plan. We then have Toshigi. Uh, Jeff, did you have anyone for Toshigi? Have you used Selma and or Patty yet? No. I think it's, I think it's Selma. You're on Team Selma. I did push for uh, Sherry, and then I was going to save a Terry for Toshigi, but I did not have the support. My rationale here is that this is a villain, a villain-coded character who exists only to be motivated by spite. Uh, our our Kuina is Allison Taylor, Lisa's rival. Oh, huh. So. For this one, this was purely aesthetic for me on my choice. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, But we got the blue hair. We got the red glasses. We got that sense of style. Mm -hmm. That's anime Luan Van Houten. Oh, God, it is. Yeah, down down to making Jeff hot. It's just <laughs> the same thing. Did you say anime Luan Van Houten? Yeah. Is that what episode title possibilities? <laughs> okay, okay. I, I thought you were making a specific reference to a like anime version of Luan Van Houten. Uh <laughs> oh no no no. Yes, Tashigi is the anime version of Luan Van Houten. You know what? Uh, we were saving Luann and separating her from Millhouse because we all had too much respect for her. I'm double checking, and yet yeah, we have not used her. Uh, Millhouse is our Usopp. For <laughs> uh, you know what? Luann Van Houten is better than both of the ones that I had, so I won't even deign to drop them in. Uh, you you hit this one out of the park, Janine. <laughs> I'd just like to take a moment to recognize that I'm bad at this game. Oh, that was me episode one. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, you know, like, it's it's through going through this and this learning process and feeding off of Luke's energy, suckling on, like it's a... My teeth. <laughs> yeah, his, his, his enthusiasm teeth. <laughs> <laughs> All it's right. nourishing, is what I mean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is the equivalent of a Sudoku, except that you're ashamed to say that you've done it. <laughs> Shame, Goku. 
Uh, we then have Koze and Packy, who just great, weird-looking designs for folks who then just serve solely to get their asses kicked. Uh, I had two sets of characters for them. I had Ramrod and Meathook, the bikers who steal Marge, or also Burglar 1 and Burglar 2 from the couch gag where burglars steal the couch. Janine, you um, have anything for them? I had Sam and Larry, because I didn't know if we used them or not. I couldn't remember, but they were the um, barflies that are normally at Moe's. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really liking the idea of using those bikers because I think we might have killed off their leader. No, those two are the leader. Those two are the leader. Huh. I still wouldn't mind using them. Okay. Uh, Both doing the same. Sorry. Um, Yeah. They both serve the same purpose of just... um, being bad guys for just one episode. And a few seconds of that. Yeah, I think the ice cream girl gets more screen time than either of these two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming you have none for these two, Jeff? That's correct. Had you asked me in advance, I would tell you I didn't think they counted. Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> yes. they have birthdays. They're real people. If no, they, they don't, and no, they don't. Uh, would you like me to look at their birthdays and tell you when their birthdays are? I had to pair up a bug that just shows up alive for, like, one frame. Uh, Koze's birthday is... Oh, we just missed it a few weeks ago. It is on May 27th, and Packy's birthday is on December 9th. Well, happy belated fictional character. Yeah. Packy is from Logetown, but Kosei's hometown is unknown. Huh. Yeah, uh, One Piece has, like, factoid books that put superhero stuff to shame. Uh, so Ramrod and Meathook? Uh, I think specifically Ramrod is Kosei. Yes. And Packy is Meathook. That was the inference, yes. 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 Okay, that sounds good to me. Uh, We then have Raul, the bartender, who we see him in two different forms, but we're just assigning one character to him. Uh, Jeff, did you have anyone for Raul? Because he did get a decent amount of screen time. I'm doing doing some quick research here. Mm -hmm. Would you like us to come back to you? I just want to, I'm almost there. Um, I'm going to go with Joe the Bartender from Shelbyville. Ah, the Mo variant. Yes. Janine, who are you working with for Raul? Well, um, I was sitting here and I was thinking to myself, what's keeping me... From a glowing Hans moment. <laughs> uh, he tastes like a peanut. 
Well, can I can I level with you, Janine? Yes. In my attempts to try and get two characters for most of, for most of these folks, I also had Hans Moment on my list, but he was a second choice for me. The first one that I had is a member of the Fightness Battalion. Uh, that would be Etch Westgrim, a member of the Flying Hellfish who has Hook Battle Frames, likes to draw a lot, and uh, probably was the team sniper. I do like that one, actually. Because you have, like, the past where you're kind of a tough guy, but then you kind of have, like, you're just old now. Well, he dies on a parade float with most of the other members of the Hellfish. Oh, that's right. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to say Uderpile for Hans Molman, but Hans Molman's great. I know you, you, you have very interesting feelings about Hans Molman. Uh-huh. He's a poet. A beautiful soul. Wonderful actor. Have you have you seen Man Gets Hit in Groin by Football? <laughs> I, I only saw the remake of it that they did. But I mean, the football! The groin! You might say it moved me. To a bigger house! Yeah, we can do Simpsons references. Uh, so you good with Etch? Sure. Jeff, mm-hmm. you good with Etch? Yes. All right. Uh, we then have Ipamatsu, the sword dealer. I had two for him. I had a uh, Herman Herman, who we've discussed before. And while Ipamatsu isn't necessarily a major character, we will come back to him every once in a while. Uh, I also have ex-convict, who every once in a while I need to go back and see what character I was referring to. Oh, uh, he runs ex-con home security, and uh, he robs people. Not sure why I picked him. Uh, Jeff, did you have anyone for Ipanmatsu? Yeah, the third Kitetsu blade comes with free Frogers. <laughs> oh. uh, Janine, who did you have? Oh, I had Moses Lack. <laughs> um, over the years, we've known Mo to be less than upfront about certain things uh, when it comes to quality mm-hmm. or even um, authenticity of some food or beer that's around surely you've 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 had a doof before who hasn't would moses like give anything away yes but it's very rare and it says moments where he has been genuinely touched fine he does have a very too small for him Grinchonian heart somewhere inside of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm willing to go House of Evil shopkeeper, just because we had brought that up in the discussion earlier, and 
while I like Mo, I'm not going to blow up. <laughs> I'll agree to House of Evil Shopkeeper if we say it was my idea. I'll give you shared credit. Fine deal. Awesome. Uh, we then have Ipanume, his wife. His wife. Who... I just had the two people that, like, canonically at this point had sex with Mo, so. His left kind of right. a package deal. <laughs> uh, who, who, who was that? Um, the first one was Colette when he had the flaming Moes. Hmm. And the second one was Renee, who was guest voiced by Helen Hunt. Hmm. Uh, Snake's ex. Right. Helen Hunt dated Snake? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess after Paul Reiser, anything else is trading up. Wow. Uh, Jeff, did you have anyone for Ipanume? I I did not. Uh, I had Tina Ballerina and also the Ice Cream Lady. I was looking for more full-bodied women. Which Colette and Renee don't really fall under. But I feel like, based on your idea to pick people to go with Mo, if we pick the ice cream lady, she would go well with the House of Evil shopkeeper who offers that free burger. Can see that. Yeah. All right. I'd also match, like to say match made in the freezer. She does bring up good points. Ipan Matsu should show her a little more affection. We then have. It's time for Daddy, Daddy Masterson. Uh, I went very on the nose with Lee Marvin from the classic <laughs> musical Paint Your Wagon. I really like that one. Um, yeah. See, I had... Um, I had Big Daddy on this until I remembered that we used him already for Arlong for Arlong <laughs> it's just we were like two episodes away from it and it had like already just like wiped out of my mind yeah and we can't do regular daddy either because we used we him also... in the first yeah. episode I'm trying to not say blue anymore <laughs> uh. Uh, so did you have anyone viable for Daddy Masterson? After that, no. Oh, no. Jeff. No. So, Lee Marvin, it is. Uh, we then have Pete and also the Riley brothers. Uh, they were four convicts, albeit one of the Riley brothers was dead, uh, who were bounties that Daddy Masterson brought in. Jeff, I'm assuming you don't have anyone for these guys. Of course I don't. You know, I believe in surprises. Uh, Janine, did you have anyone for Pete or the Riley Brothers? Uh, for Pete, I had Cowboy Bob, who in the first season sells Simpsons an RV. Mm -hmm. 
uh, because he's known as Two Pistol Pete on uh, the quotes. So I was just like, okay, Cowboy Bob, because cowboys have pistols, and it just kind of like same kind of like, oh, fuck this guy energy. And uh, for the Riley brothers, I um, like my mother before me wanted to blow the who. I feel like the Who have too many members. I I don't know how many members are in the Who. In every single picture that I've like googled there's, for it, there's ooh. only three. Yeah. Oh, that's because uh, the drummer usually gets cut out. Uh well, for. Pete, I had the photographer from Marge Be Not Proud. And uh, then for the Riley brothers, I had the two guys from Two Guys from Kabul. There could be more guys from Kabul. Four guys from Kabul, but one of them is dead. Mm-hmm. Well, three guys from Kabul, but one of them is dead. All right, uh, Janine, I'm willing to go with The Who if we can use the photographer from Marge Be Not Proud. You got a deal. And that's what the show is about. Deals. It's like when Ben signs money, except none of us are horrible conservative people. Thank God for that. Yeah. Abby and I have been watching Charmed, and there's an episode where they just start watching when Ben signs money in it, because one of them uses a smart spell, and I had to explain when Ben signs money. Is this the new Charmed or the old Charmed? The old Charmed. That makes more sense, but I also am willing to accept surprises. Uh, yeah. No, I don't feel like Jimmy Kimmel would be on a game show with Ben Stein in the year 2022. I mean more that the the sisters on the currently airing CW Charmed would watch Win Ben Stein's money. <laughs> they aren't home sick from school in the 90s. Uh, we then have Carol, Daddy Masterson's daughter. Uh, I had Amber Dempsey, the pageant queen. Ooh, that's a good one. I had Goldilocks because I was like, I want to use somebody we just unlocked. That is also very fair. Uh, Jeff, did you have anyone for Carol? Hmm. I think my joke answer here is... And again, this is not valid because of the timeline... But the most famous snitch in The Simpsons, and that is Homer Simpson. I'm very confused. But There's sure. an episode in, in season 16 where Homer accidentally snitches oh. on Snake. And then he becomes a prison snitch and starts yes. getting the free stuff from... And Carol is a fucking snitch. She... Yes, but I mean, she up says, "I'm a criminal," and she immediately turns around and says to her cop father, 
check out this criminal over here. Uh, specifically, her father is a bounty hunter, Jeff. Look, it's all cops. ACAB includes Daddy the Father. <laughs> <laughs> That's your episode title. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know what? I feel like we might have a better use for Amber Dempsey, so I'm good to go with Goldilocks. The hair fits more. Also, much like police officers, Goldilocks does break into the house and rightfully is. Uh, we then have Carmen, the strange red-haired chef lady. And uh, I don't feel like I had a good one for Carmen. I had the ballet teacher who teaches Bart how to do ballet. And also subliminal tape receptionist. I think that was just when I was like, I need to find a red-haired character for Carmen. Um, I was gonna use Mindy if we didn't already use her, just for sex appeal alone. Uh, unfortunately, our Mindy is moody. I feel like I argued for that one too. Uh, that was a joint. Luke and Janine uh, from episode 5. Uh, both of us had that. I also had Miss Springfield and Dylan brought nothing. Oh. I'm going to go with Amber Simpson. Amber? Homer's Vegas wife. Ah. That is a good one. Interesting, interesting. Uh, so, Janine, you have nothing viable for... I'm going to back up that Vegas wife one. I mean, if it's if it's premiered yet, right? Yeah, I, no, d- I just double-checked it. it it's, yeah, it's no. Legal. <laughs> yeah, because she first appeared uh, in Viva Ned Flanders, which was like... Yeah, 1999, so over a year or so. Uh, we then have Jose and, or Leo and Jose. Uh, for Leo, I had the pumpkin-headed man, and for Jose, I had the bullfighter from Carmen the Musical, or Carmen the Opera. Janine, who are you working with for Leo and Jose? Oh, okay. Leo this is one... horrifying, by the way. They're both Just horrifying, by the very way. Very strong body horror vibes. Yeah. Uh, both of them. Just wild, non-canonical characters. Because Leo's got a giant head and a huge-ass chin, like a caricature, and Jose's nostrils are so big they look like his eyes. Yeah, um, I have written down Killer Krusty Doll and Gremlin, because <laughs> they're both belonging in my nightmares. Uh, which is which? Oh, um, Killer Krusty Doll for Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, for having the distorted face on something that kind of like sets you off weird. And uh, Jose is Gremlin, something that kind of looks close to human, but just enough so that it like freaks you the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw my support behind Janine on this one. I also would like to call out the first time that we see Leo 
in which you get a tight close-up on his face and the entire screen is only his head. It is one of the most disturbing things I've seen recently on television, and I've watched both current episodes of The Boys and Stranger Things. Well, it seems like One Piece has even Stranger Things. All right. I mean, you're throwing your... uh, You're throwing your energy behind Janine. Well, unlike you, Luke, Janine is my friend. (laughs) Oh. I need to <laughs> take a moment. His name's Zolo, he's just like a samurai and a L-A-D-Y. Nami's not shy. Usopp's doing that marksman thing. Okay, now I'm back to normal. I like how sometimes it's just slightly slowed down, which makes it seem possessed. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, I, I I feel like they're too human to blow. I feel like they're too human to use a killer <laughs> and gremlin. Uh, That's a good episode title. Am I telling you that there is going to be a possessed doll in the future of One Piece? And also a gremlin? Yes. Jesus, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) This show gets so much more harder the more it reveals itself to me. It's like the more that I watch, the more I know I don't... have not watched. (laughs) (laughs) That's the part where Luffy fights God. That's sure, like sure. you could be fucking with me right now. I don't even know. There's, Is God a character in The Simpsons yet? Yes. Then I, I'm covered there, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to go kill our crusty doll and gremlin, I will just remember this when we get to uh, the arc in question. And I will say, you burned them. They're going to be two episodes apart, and they're just going to be just like, just one, two, and. Can't All right. Wait. Can't so, wait. Rusty Doll and Gremlin, then. We um, burned Chief Wiggum like episode one. Yeah, no, I regret burning Chief Wiggum. I. The best part about it, though, is that like the fact that he's we can't use him, though, despite the fact that there's been a couple of characters that we probably might have done the same thing, is that kind of like it gets us going through some of like the more obscure ones to try to find a replacement. We are getting Wiggum variants, though, which that's that's true. We can remember. Uh, We did have Minotomo, who is a character who was created because there was a door that got destroyed in an earlier chapter and then uh someone was like hey why was this door destroyed in one page and then repaired later on it's minotomo he will become a recurring background character 
I'm gonna cop that I don't remember seeing this dude. He is on very briefly. Uh, yeah, he is a background character who just fixes everything, so he is the one piece equivalent of a wizard did it. He's like a reverse cabbage man. No, I, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, a reverse cabbage man just... I'm trying to figure out the logistics, because you're, you're referencing the Avatar The Last Air. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's a character that exists in the background, but instead of having his cabbages destroyed, he's repairing things. Yeah. I I I can hear it. Don't fully agree, but I can see it. One uh, of the great things about America is that we're able to put our differences aside and coexist. You know, fuck that. No, do not put your differences aside with anybody. Going to be king of the pirates. Uh so Janine, did you have anyone for Minotomo? Yes, um, have we used Mickey Rooney yet? No. Had Mickey Rooney appeared in the show yet? Yes, wasn't he the alternate for yeah. Fallout Boy? Yes, he was. Uh, Jeff, did you have anyone for Minotomo? No. Uh, so I have three for Minotomo. Uh, you are first... too kind to Minotomo. <laughs> I'm fascinated by Minotomo. Uh, first is number one from the Stonecutters, famously played by Patrick Stewart, because you know the whole we control things from behind the scenes. Uh, I then have the janitor from Simpson Tide. And then Mr. Sakofsky, who was Homer and Barney's shop teacher. Because, you know, shop people fix things. Jeff, who are you feeling here? I honestly don't know. Again, this is a character who I did not visibly register while watching the episode. There's been a couple of those. There's been a couple of those. There's a guy whose name is Panda Man. His, his whole thing is just that so he shows up in the background. He's wearing like a panda thing. Pa a panda mask. And it's just like, oh, there's Panda Man. That's it. And I missed him. I had to go like find like the like screenshot that they took and had up in the wiki of like his appearances just be like oh like right that one oh i was watching ahead uh because i need something to watch while i do work and i shouldn't just watch the same bunch of episodes again and again more than i already do and it was like Minotomo appears and i was like wait has that guy appeared yet and then it's like oh yeah no he First appears in these episodes, but also the One Piece wiki didn't mention that on the episode page. I was like, well, <laughs> fuck you. I'm pulling more for Mr. Sikofsky, because no one remembers Mr. Sikofsky. Follow your bliss. 
Jane, will you let me follow my bliss? If I must. Thank you. Uh, we then have Sam, who, uh, this is a character who we missed appearing in the end of the last, of the last arc. Uh, he is similarly a character who a fan was like, why did he appear in two different segments? And, uh, Sam got drunk at his, uh, daughter's wedding and then continued to get drunk. And he will continue to show up drunk in the series. For his various daughter's weddings. Uh, for Sam I had Curly or Sam the Barfly. Who was mentioned earlier in this episode. Uh, Curly in question is. Uh, the drunk from uh, Bloodbath Gulch. Who is an active alcoholic. Ah. Who do you have for Sam, Janine? Uh, oh, I have Barney. I was I was gonna go like as hard as I could go on that one. Fair. Jeff, did you have anyone for Sam? I like Sam the Barfly here. Alright, well then let's go with Sam the Barfly. Name coincidence. Uh we then have Soppy. Who is a half fish man? And uh, he is the guy who sells Sanji fish and talks to him about fish as a rad design. Uh, I had two characters for him. I had the fisherman from Radio Bart who offers to uh, get Bart or to get Timmy O'Toole out of the well and then gut him and fish him and clean him. And also, once again, Toshiro, the sushi chef assistant. Janine, who you have for Sapi? I actually did also have the fisherman because, like, I just googled Simpsons fisherman, and him and the the sea captain were like the first two ones that showed up. Jeff, did you have anyone for Sapi? I don't. All right. Uh, so it sounds like we're going with the fisherman from Radio Bart. We got three more of these to do. So let's run through them. We have Shutai, a Dr. Susian looking motherfucker who is a chef contestant who gets knocked out in round one. I had Lord Thistlewick Flanders. Janine, who I... did you have? Oh, I had Dr. Zayas. Oh. All visual, by the way. Yep. I was trying to figure out the vibe, and yeah, that was what I was missing out on. And I assume, Jeff, none for you? The French chef from the uh, episode where Homer becomes a chef. You mean a food critic? Chef, food critic, it's all the same thing. Fair enough. Uh, I really like uh, Dr. Zayas. Because that's a very ape-like face. It is. So, Jeff, you go to Dr. Zayas? Yeah, I mean, the only justification for my choice is that he's wearing a very large toque. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's not even the largest toque that we've seen. 
Well, you know what? I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. That's this anime. That's what it does to you. <laughs> you think to yourself, surely we're not gonna run into this character that's this niche and has like this like particular thing builds, and then Luke is just like, oh ho ho, but we might. I feel like I'm watching like RRR a second time. I guess that toast's pretty big. Uh, we then have E. coli. Or E. coli. Yeah, this was the point where my brain was just like, fuck, I don't know. And Is I it Eccoli? Like broccoli? Yeah. It... Because of his broccoli top knot? Yeah. Oh my god, that's what it was? I thought it was like E. coli. Yeah, it, I think it might be both, considering it's Oda behind it. Uh, I just had Wendell Borden because they're both very pale people with curly hair. Janine, who did you have for... Um, I had Toshiro because I think that they both could possibly kill you. One with Fugu and the other one with <laughs> poisoning. And Jeff, did you have anyone? No. I'm good to go with Toshiro. Finally. This is not the first time Toshiro's come up. No, we have finally used Toshiro. Uh, up last, we've got Dragon. Uh, Jeff, did you have anyone for Dragon? So I don't know if this character has ever appeared before on... Well, no, because he's on the list, so this is the first appearance, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I my thought is, who is the absolute sickest motherfucker available? Uh-huh. And again, not having listened to the show previously, I'm going to go with Hank Scorpio. Oh. Interesting. Obviously a villain seems absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Some kind of, like, very large weapon deal happening. Not a flamethrower, but uh, transitive property. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's, that's my case. Fair. I, I do have someone in mind for Scorpio later. Uh, Janine. Who do you Side have? show corporal punishment. <laughs> Pull it up the Simpsons wiki once again. I never even closed it. Thank goodness for having multiple windows, and I hate that they have a page for the Graggle. <laughs> Y'all know about Graggle, right? That's a that's a hell of a thing to say out loud. Graggle us on Graggle. Graggle is a fake Simpsons character that people have just started saying, oh yeah, do you remember when Gragle used to be on the show? That was so good, and then they'll edit the Gragle in. Gragle is a new startup that's looking to disrupt how you think about the Simpsons. <laughs> uh, so Gragle yeah. is like glup shitto except for the Simpsons? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Oh, I'm excited any day that I could be able to hear about Glub Shitto. Just a fan, a real fan favorite. Mm -hmm. I can't believe what happened to Dengar. 
Uh, what happened to Dengar? Or no, Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar. Nothing has happened to Dash Rendar. He's not canonical anymore. I thought he was now. Because of Obi Wan. No. Are you thinking of Corin Horn? Maybe. Are you guys just talking about fake Star Wars things that I don't know, or these real Star Wars things that I don't these know? Are, because this is fucking the. Oh. These are all real Star Wars. <laughs> no, there's there's a guy who kind of looked like Dash Rendar or uh, fucking Mummy Bounty Hunter Man in uh, Obi Wan, where it's got all those people in the place. Yeah, but that I, I don't think that was him. Okay. I I am pretty sure that I would have felt Dylan, not Dylan who's previously been on a guest, but other Dylan's anguish. <laughs> if it was. For seeing his favorite point. Yeah, if Dash Rendar was canon again, I would know because I would immediately taunt Dylan about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for Dragon, I've got the, oh, I know what canon is option, and I, I was just hoping that one of y'all would have something that I could go whole hog in on. Because, you know, I love to whole hog. Uh, and that is Homer Simpson. Yeah, uh, Dragon's going to be real big. Well, never real big so far, but they're building to it. He's an international terrorist. It's great. Like Homer uh, Simpson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It, on his first day, even. Um, well, you'll have to say it. What? Who you want to blow. My fortune is yours for the taking, but you'll have to find it first. I left everything I own in one piece. My fortune is yours for the taking. Oh no, it's playing on repeat. And I just put a pin in this for a second. Yeah. I watched the Funimation dub, and I've got to say, these people had one job, mm -hmm. and he says he left the fortune in one place. Yeah. Come on! Oh, that was from the four kids dub. Did uh, I yeah. pay eight dollars to watch <laughs> the four kids dub? No, I don't think it's actually legally available anywhere. So you can pay zero dollars to watch it. Right? Uh I mean, you could pay zero dollars to watch anything if you're good. Yeah. All right. Uh, God, I almost said I'm pulling for Homer here. Uh, fuck. I wish you would have. <laughs> I'm pulling for Homer. I will say that knowing that Dragon is an international terrorist does strengthen my Hank Scorpio case. <laughs> Yes, there is just a character who better fits Hank Scorpio coming up in a few arcs, which is passes Jeff's point of this being his problem. But that I mean, is me. you can bring me back every time that you want to subject me to this. 
if, I mean, if you want to volunteer to that, yeah, that you, was not. I, you're gonna I, get like a lot better at it. That was not me volunteering. This that's him just admitting that it could happen. It could happen. All right. Uh, well, I'm really glad that we didn't have. Uh, personally, I was initially going to try and bring on for this episode to also discuss pirate histories, because we would have not had time. Uh, I'm pushing for Homer Simpson here. I'll accept Homer, because I've tried so hard last episode to blow him, so... You finally get to blow Homer! <laughs> All right. Wow, there's a lot of possible episode titles now. Yes. Uh, so a quick recap. Hanger is Vast Waistband Salesman. Ed is Cable Guy. Smoker is Dan Broadcup. Mashikaku is Otto Man. Yu is Samantha Senki Lookalike. Galley is Blackbeard. Tashigi is Luan Van Houten. Jose is Ramrod. Packy is Meat Hook. Raul is Etch Westerin. Ipanmatsu is House of Evil Shopkeeper. Ipanume is Ice Cream Lady. Daddy Masterson is Lee Marvin. Pete is the photographer from Marge Be Not Proud. The Riley Brothers are The Who. Carol is Goldilocks. Carmen is Amber Simpson. Uh, Leo is Killer Krusty Doll. Jose is Gremlin. Minotomo is Mr. Sakovsky. Sam is Sam. Sapi is the fisherman from Radio Bart. Shutai is Dr. Zayas. Ecoli is Hoshiro. And Dragon is Homer Simpson. Woo! So, Jeff. So, Luke. Are you now hooked on One Piece? I have to say, I thought this was a pretty good block of episodes. Yeah, uh, the next one is a bunch that people normally skip. As a heads up, if you want to keep watching. I, 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 I'm, get that option. I might. I have you told to. Me, you told me there's a dragon named Grandpa? Mm-hmm. I like a dragon. Alright, well you'll get to see what happens when a bunch of TV writers write the story instead of a manga writer. Uh, that boat's ill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Jeff, if people want to find you online, where can they do that? Please don't. I don't want to be perceived. <laughs> That's fair. But if you need to, if you want to ask me to be on your podcast, or if you want to tell me to come back on Luke's Many Podcasts because you like what I bring to the table, um, you can follow me on Twitter at the other Jeff, and I have nothing to plug because my life is meaningless. Or maybe you find meaning outside of things where you need to attract audiences to them. Let's go with that. Or Come maybe on. meaning in itself is meaningless, and wow. you can just you can just go, man. You could just you could just you know what I mean. I feel you. His name is Luffy. That's Monkey T. Luffy. Okay. Uh, Janine, where can you be found? Uh, you could find me over at Twitter for now, at Janine Juliet. 
Um, you could also be able to find um, my podcast, My Favorite Pokemon. Um, I haven't taken it down. It's still up there. I haven't updated it in forever, but it exists. You could find out who Jeff's favorite Pokemon is. It's LeChonk. Yep. I look into his eyes and I I feel a kinship. I mean, if you really want to spend half an hour talking about LeChonk based on like one video that exists out there and like two pieces of art, maybe. I, I couldn't even do this for an entire episode. and i am luke you can find me on twitter at at coltreg that's k-o-l-t-r-e-g and you can find most of my stuff up at lukehair.com our cover art is by colt hoskins so you can find at colt hoskins on twitter Thank you again for making all these wonderful covers. Also, thank you again to uh, Bo Quiano, who did the excellent logo work for the show, because I don't think I give them a shout-out enough. Uh, Domance Dawn is typically every other week. Next week, or our next episode will kind of possibly be a bit weird or a bit late, because I'm going on vacation, which I need, because I need a uh but uh you can find our show on twitter at, at domance on the twitter or you can go to our website domance dawn where it's on tumblr and if you enjoy the show please leave us a review please tell your friends about us uh and if you want to submit character ideas for the next episode keep an eye out because you know, I want people to come correct, and uh, I want to get to a point where one of y'all digs up a character that fits so much better than anything that I picked. Sorry about Yes Guy. Um, he's probably going to be a good fit for another one. And also sorry about John, but there is also going to be a very good fit for John. I'm also sorry that. Luke, I said that we weren't friends. We very much are, and I value your friendship. I appreciate that. Alright. Well, that wraps us up for this episode. We'll see you next time when we gotta deal with some dragon stuff, and I'll see how they translated the uh, jokes, because oof. Oof-a-doof-a. If uh, what I think is still on the Netflix and uh general subs it's going to be a time uh until we see you in the future safe sales